Blog Talk Radio. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation is area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you're listening during the live broadcast and if you have a free blog talk radio account, you can always uh, leave your uh, join us in the chat room. Sign in with your free blogtalkradio.com account. Join the episode page, go to the bottom, and you can join us in the chat room. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com, slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Um, of course, there's always different ways to support the show, including subscribing to the YouTube channel, subscribing here on Blog Talk Radio, and of course, supporting the Patreon. But before we get into all that, uh, this week's headlines. In Georgia, three Georgia men have been finally charged with federal hate crimes in the death of Ahmaud Arbery. It's about time. Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani had his apartment raided by the feds. They took a laptop. Somewhere, Hunter Biden is laughing. In international COVID news, India is suffering a major crisis. One town has one of every two people testing positive for COVID. But yet, conservatives, it's a hoax. In U.S. COVID news, Johnson & Johnson is now available nationwide yet again, and the CDC has released guidelines showing some ways that governments could relax masking safely. Of course, some governments heard that and said, no masks, yay! In related news, this week's hypocrites of the week are the Jefferson Parish government. Jefferson Parish lifted the mask mandate except for Jefferson Parish government buildings. That's right. It's apparently not safe to come into government buildings without a mask, but who cares if we get super spreaders at the big box stores? Good for me, but not for thee? That, my friend, is hypocrisy. To see who next week's Hypocrites of the Week will be, tune into Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Yes, the city of New Orleans, what what happened was, the city of uh, state of Louisiana, underneath um, Governor John Bell Edwards, uh, decided that he was going to lift the statewide mask mandate today. And I was like, "What? That's not what the CDC said." 
so there's the issue, and, and he he had some exceptions, like he had some some government buildings as well, uh, schools, um, health centers or whatever. Um, but it's up the prerogative of the local parishes, as and we live in Louisiana, so in Louisiana it's parishes, not counties. Um, but the prerogative of local parishes to say, okay, we're going to uh, you know make it stricter or or we're going to be just as lax as the state's being. So I'm not very happy with John Bell Edwards either. Um, but to me, the, the, the actions of the Jefferson Parish government is, just, if you're going to just sit here and say that you are going to not allow people to come in without a mask to the government buildings, but yet you can go to Costco or, well, there's no Costco in Jefferson Parish, but you can go to, Lowe's or Home Depot or um, Walmart or any of the other big box stores or even smaller retailers. You can go in there and you can put those employees at risk. Uh, That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, but in more sad COVID news, a family lost their child to COVID on a trip to Hawaii. Why anybody is traveling to Hawaii during a pandemic? That's something to think about. That's pretty darn foolish. But children are dying. New strains are affecting children younger and younger, yet people are rushing to open back up. I, I really fear for this country. This, this country is ridiculous when it comes to my freedom, my freedom. We have my freedom. It's ridiculous. Um, no, you don't have the freedom to put other people at risk. You don't have the freedom to threaten the lives of other people with your potential illnesses. We're in a freaking pandemic, and I, I, I'm really getting. You know, I don't. I've been sick and tired of these people for a while now, but it's just we're we're so close to potentially not necessarily an end, but a time where we could actually be out there and and doing things again if we would just act right for a little longer. But again, President Obama was wrong when he said. That there's no two Americas, that there's only one America. There's no red America, blue America. There is two Americas. There's the Americans who are selfish and don't give a crap about everybody else. And then there's the Americans who do care about other people, who are willing to do things for other people, and who are willing to basically say, hey, you know, I'm going to make sacrifices in my life so that I don't infect others. Like, these, if I knew that my actions killed someone's grandma – I'd never forgive myself. These people don't give a crap. They want to kill all the grandmas. And they claim to be pro-life. It's absurd. And I even had one say, I, I, I assumed in a Facebook conversation that I was like, look, you probably call yourself pro-life, which is probably one of the biggest hypocritical things you could say. And they're like, yep, I do. I do call myself pro-life because, because we should – But. This virus is infecting children even more. They don't care about children, an embryo. They care about. They want to say that Democrats are doing this because it's all about control. No, the Republicans are about control when they want to control a woman's life. They want to make sure that trans people can't live their lives. They want to make sure that you know people can't have, I guess, non-missionary sex or whatever um, outside of wedlock. You know, these people are the are puritanical, but they're also hypocritical because. They claim to be morality. They claim to be for morality, but they have no morals. 
If you don't believe that your actions can have consequences to other people and that you should prevent yourself from harming other people, you have no morals. And that is, I will, that is a hill I will die on. And if I die on that hill, it's probably because somebody with COVID without a mask was around me and gave me COVID-19. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Come back, take your calls, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, all right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok, and you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Damanach, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Okay. 
And welcome back to Little Band Radio, Talk From the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you've been paying attention the last few weeks, I actually shortened that commercial. I now have two distinct commercial blocks. Yay! So you don't have to sit through five minutes of commercial every commercial break, which is a good thing in my opinion, especially because I don't have too many actually paid for advertising uh so there you go well half of it's my stuff anyway the other half i'm more than happy to continue to advertise the shows that also support me like the uh percy podcast from the host of the most nimbus please get better soon so you can hear more of the smooth sounds of the percy podcast um i miss the squeaky chair and also again of course the first liberal dan radio patreon demonox um, thank you for your support, and I'm happy to continue to air your ad as well. Um, not everybody else subscribing at his level will get uh, ads, but you can buy ads for your podcast or whatever as well over at the Liberal Day and Radio Patreon. And, of course, there's the second Liberal Day and Radio Patreon, uh, Cesar. Thank you, Cesar, for being a good friend. Um, and uh, hopefully there will be more Patreon patrons to come. Um, so anyway, again, usually after the first commercial break, we go ahead and do play the other bit, which is this week's Words of Redneck Wisdom. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Hey, you got some explaining to do about racism. Uh-oh. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but listen. Do I need to apologize uh, for my race? Is that it? No. Okay. Hell no. But anyway, I, 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 if these idiots, I'm not about talking about you. Well, get out Thank here you. in the real world. <laughs> you would see what that preacher is not going on. Because I was in the auto zone the other day, and uh, this back woman was, was behind me, and I said, so, uh, she, she said something about an old girl. She said, uh, we were talking, and she said, Dennis the Menace. And I said, how so? And she explained and everything. And we had a conversation. I mean, it was, it was real nice. And so when I uh, left, <laughs> they sell these suckers. And they're uh, they're like charms, you know, the the charm candy. And I bought her one, the little girl. I gave it to her, and her mama said, "Thank," she said, "Say thank you to the man." Now that's what goes on every day in America. Right. It, mm-hmm. Every day. It's it. And and if you want to talk about racism, systemic racism, go to the Democratic schools, Democratic-run schools. That is racism in a big way. Just that way. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And there you have it. I'm, I'm convinced. 
He convinced me. Next week, it's going to be conservative Dan Radio. Talk from the right, that's right. And uh, maybe I'll throw on a a twang as well. We'll be talking about, ooh, how the vaccines are a scam and they're promoting the 5G and how Fauci is, is part of the new world order and the one world government and all that fun stuff. So don't let those 5G towers in your neighborhood. That's all about mind control. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that that's what I'm going to do totally next week. Conservative Dan Radio. Totally. Totally is what I'm going to do. Convince me. I mean, just look at the Democrat schools, right? I mean, just look at them. That, that, that's all you need to say. Just look at them. Just look. Look at Democrat schools, and, and you'll see. It's the proof. He proved it. And racism doesn't exist, folks. Racism doesn't exist. And we shouldn't listen to people who want to bring up racism because one white guy bought one black girl some candy. So that proves racism doesn't exist. That, that, that's, that's even worse than that. Some of my best friends are black. Or if you, one of my friends said that one of his racist relatives was like, I'm not racist. I love, mm -mm," and dropped the N-bomb. And I'm like, what? How is that? I I mean, these people don't even, like they, I would say to you, listen to yourselves. I don't think they listen to anybody, let alone themselves. But yeah, anyway, so back to the show. So anyway, 99 problems and a Mitch is one. And see, and, and see, here's the funny thing about this. My title of my sh- I didn't know that I, I, I was having internet problems. I could still be having internet problems. I don't know. Maybe my internet now is really splotchy. And who knows? Maybe, maybe this podcast is going to sound garbled because, you know, I'm having internet issue cable issues as well and unfortunately well bringing a boy is in the chat room so uh he can let me know if my audio sounds garbled or not if my if my internet is still failing me when it comes to at least delivering voice my youtube stream just failed miserably um but bringing a boy hopefully can confirm to me or will confirm that if my uh if my uh sound is correct or not or sound is sounding okay or not I sounded okay at the beginning when I listened to myself, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I'm fine. Good. No, you're not late. I mean, I was late too. I, I started at nine. Uh, I started at nine twelve my time today because I was doing the, or a little bit after because I was doing my live reaction to the State of the Union. So it, it's good. We, 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 this is a late day because I felt it was. I should be covering the state and listening to the and state of the, the the joint address, the joint session of Congress, because it's not a State of the Union because it's the first year of of his presidency. And you don't do State of the Unions in the first year of the presidency. So, but it's a joint session. It's a State of the Union. Come on, come on. Anyway, so when I created, a, I just thought this is a clever show title. You know, 99 problems, but ain't one. You know, 99 problems and a Mitch is one. You know, clever play on words, I thought. I thought it was good for a little laugh, good for a chuckle, good for the lulls, as they say. But little did I know that the vast majority of my criticisms that would be coming during the State of the Union address, and we'll talk about those later, were all about Mitch McConnell. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and how he 
could not clap for a single damn thing in the thing, except for the very, very end. He did clap at the end, and so which proved that he's capable of clapping. I was sitting there saying, is he alive? He's not moving. Then at some point, he adjusted in his seat. So then we knew he was alive. And then we saw later at the end when it was over that we, he was capable of clapping. So he just was choosing not to. And some of the things that he chose to not clap at are, are completely ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm going to be doing a lot of Mitch McConnell voices today. Maybe I think my Mitch McConnell is better than my Donald Trump. Anyway, so let's talk about what's going on. You started off talking about crisis and opportunity. Start talking about rebuilding um, with COVID, creation of uh, community vaccination sites, if vaccines are available to all adults, which is good. Uh, I mean, I'm not fully vaccinated yet. My wife is, but I'm not. Why? I'm currently doing the Novavax vaccine. It's actually, there's been articles and several things that this is the, the best vaccine that you've never heard of because they've, they've, taken some, they've taken their time and maybe they've taken a little bit too much time to really affect the American population, but I decided to allow myself uh, in the trial and under the thought that there was a two-thirds chance that I would be vaccinated earlier than everybody else. Um, I don't know if I got the placebo or not earlier. We will never find out if I had the placebo because how that works is they give you the sets of shots and then they give you the next sets of shots. So you never know when, which one you got. Like, what were you placebo first? Were you placebo second? There's no way to know. But guess what? Doesn't matter because at the end of the whole thing, you, you can then say, I am vaccinated. I'm sorry, I'm not. There's no reason to do a Mitch McConnell there. <laughs> uh, I'm having too much fun with my Mitch McConnell invitation. Um, so, again, so I'll have to wait till the end of May to know that I'm fully vaccinated. But, ugh. The amount of people that are choosing to not get vaccinated is problematic in and of itself because if you don't reach that a certain level, you're not going to get herd immunity. And the, the, the amount of people who will – or conservatives who will just cut their nose off to own a lib. You know, usually it's cut your nose off to spite your face. But these people will cut your nose off to own a lib. They, they, they want to – they don't care. As long as it hurts a liberal, they don't care who else it hurts, even if it's themselves. They don't care if they kill their own grandma if government tells them, government tells them, you know, you maybe should consider taking a vaccine. It'll, it would help protect you. It would help protect others. It's not my job to protect other people. Wasn't that – to me, and now maybe I'm being naive, but it used to be the American ideal, at least the notion that what we should be as Americans is people who do look out for their neighbors. So, you know, I remember being raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and one day it was snowing. And it was a blizzard. And when the blizzard came, all of the neighborhood folks got together and shoveled out the street. They didn't say, it's not my job to worry about your driveway. It's not my, I'm going to worry about my driveway and that's it. They didn't say that. They got together and worked together to solve the problem. They shoveled out the snow. I remember sitting on top of a big snowbank as a group of dads just all worked together, shoveling down the street, helping each other out in the middle of a blizzard. Just helping each other, country, at least in a vast majority of this country. As I keep saying, Barack Obama in 2004 
gave his speech at the Democratic National Convention, and he says that there's not two Americas. I wish I did a good Obama imitation. I would, or I would do it right now. And I, do I have the, do I have that audio? I don't know if I have that audio or not. There it is. I have it right there. I don't have to do the imitation. It is that fundamental belief. I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper that makes this country work. It's what allows us to pursue our individual dreams and yet still come together as one American family. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. Now, even as we speak, there are those who are preparing to divide us. The spin masters, the negative ad peddlers, who embrace the politics of anything goes. Well, I say to them tonight, there is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America. There is not a black America and a white America and Latino America and Asian America. There's the United States of America. The pundits, the pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states, red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats, but I've got news for them too. We worship an awesome God in the blue states and we don't like federal agents poking around in our libraries in the red states. We coach Little League in the blue states and yes, we've got some gay friends in the red states. There are patriots who oppose the war in Iraq and there are patriots who supported the war in Iraq. We are one people, all of us pledging allegiance to the Stars and Stripes, all of us defending the United States of America. Wrong, sir. Wrong. <laughs> That's, thank you, Mr. Wonka, uh, for, for basically stating my uh, beliefs on that state speech. It was a great speech. Don't get me wrong. I think it was a great speech, but it was wrong because it's not true. At least it's not true now because there is a significant subset of American people who have proven themselves to not give a damn about their fellow Americans and that, uh, that they do not believe that they are their brother's keeper or sister's keeper. They do not believe that it is their responsibility to help protect everybody else around them. They believe that they are only have, they all should only be looking out for themselves. That selfishness is the, the, the kicker there, the, the guide between who is on one side and who is on the other side in this particular issue. So there's that. Let's see. But then he got off of COVID, so let's, let's get off of COVID for a little bit just to make sure that we uh, cover all of the topics. Let's see. Oh, no, actually, no. See, this is the thing. Bringing a boy in the chat goes, there you go, Obama, splitting up America. That's not, he literally was not splitting up America. He literally was not doing it. How could you listen to that audio and say that it was Obama splitting up America? Obama was like, we should come together. Americans come together. That's what makes America great. That's what Obama was like. Obama was full of this hope and, and hopefulness in his, in his soul that said that he believed that this, this was one nation united for a common purpose. Oh, that's so divisive, bringing it, boy. How could – you've convinced me. That's so divisive to, for him to say that. It's all the, the people that came out in, in opposition to started the, the, the ugly 
racism has already has always existed in this country. Don't get me wrong. But there was probably a, a good chunk a good chunk of years where who were racist were were ashamed of their racism enough to where they hid it. But when Obama got elected, that was the catalyst to let's say, I don't care if people know that I'm racist. I'm gonna go protest with my Obama in African gear sign with and and talking the election of Obama exposed the racism that already exists, exposed the divide that was here. It wasn't Obama that divided this nation. He didn't, he didn't say pick a state. He didn't say pick a color of your values. He said that we have people of different values in all the states. You did not listen to that audio. I'm not going to play it again. You can go back and listen to a replay and listen to it again all you wish. He did not say that, bringing it, boy. That's the problem. We can read two. We can we can read in this country. Two people can read the same thing, and conservatives will just read things that are not there. They'll hear something. They'll hear things that are not there. Ridiculous. Anyway, let's get off of that for a little bit. We can come to that. Come back to that in a second, but. So they started talking about Biden started talking about the American Jobs Plan. Um, talk, ironically, as he's talking about that, we need an investment in broadband broadband internet. Is when my internet was failing me at the time, which is why my YouTube live streams completely failed. Um, Cox Communications is a terrible company. I can't wait to have another option, but you know, unfortunately, we have situations where we don't we don't. We we have these monopolies, and we don't get comp you know we don't get competition for these services. So therefore, I can't then say, well, I'm going to go pick AT and T fiber now because AT and T fiber is going to be better for me. It has to be better for me. I was having two megabits per second upload speed. Two, supposed to have thirty. I had two. So yeah, we need we need broadband infrastructure. And the thing is, it, but. The companies need to be putting effort into this. But no, they're going to sit there and hope the government does it for them and then profit off of it. Because that's one of the problems with, with you know, people complain about so-called socialist ideas. These companies are the biggest socialists of them all because they're relying on government to do the work for them. And then they're benefiting from the work. Investment in power grids. Texas showed us clearly that we need investment in power grids and that we need to make sure that we don't have situations like Texas. I can admit when I was wrong, I, I, I used to praise the Texas as a, not the fact that Texas's grid was separate from everyone else. I wasn't praising that, but I used to say maybe a good thing is to have the state run that infrastructure and then only had then buy and sell goods and services that were the, the energy the electricity, if you will, over the lines. And then you can get to choose. If you want green energy, you can buy green energy over the lines. If you want to get you know, cheap energy, you get the cheap energy over the lines. So you get to choose that. The problem is, though, that what, what happened was as soon as uh, there was an energy shortage and because there's no regulation on the price of, energy, of, of the energy, I'm sorry, I keep saying energy because energy is my energy provider, um, the prices went up ridiculously high. <clears throat> so wheat 
And then, of course, there's no profit incentive for them to fix everyone's what well, so they're going to go fix the power of the companies and, and other areas get left out in the dry. Terrible. There's no profit motive in getting more trucks out there to fix everything more quickly. He talked about the Americans jobs plan, um, you know, wanting the biggest non-defense spending research. He says, we used to uh, invest 2% in research and development. Now it's less than one. And he wants the national national Institute of health to create something similar to DARPA. Uh, Cause DARPA was used to create like GPS and other and the internet. Uh, so he wants the national Institute of health to create a DARPA like entity that would be used to, to, to push innovation. I'm all for it. Of course, I'm sure bringing a boy find something negative to say about it, but I'm all for it. Let's see. Let's go ahead and take the, the next commercial break because I did split them up into two and I did include the just money minute the second break. So we don't have to go out of a break and then back into another bit again. And they're both about equal. So there you go. Anyway, here's the second commercial break. We'll come back in, I would say two and two, but it's like three and a half, <laughs> three and 28. I would make a joke, but I'm not allowed to because I banned myself from making such a thing. Anyway, this is the Pants of Little Man Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things. Political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts You'll ever hear, and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Money, talking investing and finance in the Just Money Minute. So Amazon stock is rumored to be splitting. What exactly is a stock split and what does it mean? A split is when an existing stock splits into smaller portions. Think of it as trading your $100 bill for 250s. Companies sometimes do this to give investors a more attractive entry point for their stock. Now, some people say splits are irrelevant in a world where at least a few brokerages offer fractional shares, but this leaves out a crucial component in stock splits, behavioral finance and market psychology. Think about it for a minute. Would you rather buy at a $300 price point or a $30 price? Splits for large-cap expensive stocks like Amazon, Apple, and Tesla can really drive up the price. Now, in a reverse split, a company consolidates existing shares for a higher price point. 
Typically, they do this to prevent their stock from being delisted. Ooh, not so great. So even though splits don't affect valuation technically, you can see how they might affect a share price simply because of market psychology. This has been the Just Money Minute, Build Wealth and Fight the Wealth Gap. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, either join us in the chat room if we're live, or and you can call us 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. I just want to remind everybody that Liberal Dan Radio is not a financial uh, expert show, and you should always make financial decisions based on your portfolio uh, with an uh, advisor who is, more, who is knowledgeable of your specific situation, um, do not seek Liberal Dan Radio for financial advice. Um, anyway, on with the uh, non-State of the Union, State of the Union address. Uh, the American Families Plan is the next thing that uh, President Biden talked about. Uh, talked about four things uh, that was part of the American Families Plan. Uh, one of those things is good education access. So guarantees four years additional education to all American children. At first, I thought he meant four years of college and so i said during the stream no i think five would be better having full one pre- year of pre-k4 guaranteed because pre-k4 is not guaranteed nationwide and then four of college but what he is saying and i, and I can maybe agree with this as well two before years and two after years. so he basically says instead of having daycare you want pre-k3 pre-k4 and then two years of guaranteed community college for all americans good you know, basically pointing at, you know, that if you have pre-K three, pre-K four, if you have those years of schooling, you are much more likely to graduate high high school than if you don't have them. So an investment in additional education uh, is one thing that he wants to do in the American Families Plan. Um, child care access on top of that. So guaranteeing low to income, easy for me to say. Low to middle income families will pay no more than 7% under his plan for care uh, for children up to five. So I guess, you know, if they're not in school, but you still need child care, that you're going to pay no more than 7% of your income. And then if you're a hard pressed family living in poverty, you're not going to have to pay a dime for child care. Uh, he also wants to guarantee 12 weeks of paid family medical leave. And I think that was one of the first times I was like, well, I'm Mitch McConnell and I can't, get to, I can't support that. Um, he talked about the funding for kids with the child care tax credit uh, that will be giving people monthly stipend to help raise children out of poverty and lower the amount of childhood poverty in this country by 50%. Um, he wants to extend it to at least 2025. Um, will that happen? Who knows? Uh, will they have to, maybe they will have to use a, uh, another, whatchamacallit um reconciliation bill to be able to get it done because if 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 anything was seen tonight it was mitch mcconnell who's the senate minority leader is not going to cooperate with anything that joe biden says because joe biden said it and we shouldn't be surprised because he was the same way when obama was president for eight years he didn't want to he he his first goal was to make obama a one-term president he wanted to stop everything that Obama did, he wanted to stop everything that 
divided us, which is why I'm laughing at the irony of me choosing to name my show, my episode today, 99 Problems and a Mitch's One, because it's 99 days into the Biden presidency and Mitch McConnell is turning out to be one of Joe Biden's problems in the Senate. Even Joe Biden tried to reach an olive branch out. And he tried to say, look, you know, when, when we wanted to pass this uh, towards the end of my end of the vice presidency, when I was at the end of my vice presidency under President Obama, that when they talked about what to name the bill for the cancer research, that Mitch McConnell said you should name it after Bo Biden. But that, I guess, olive branch showing that maybe Mitch McConnell sometimes chooses to have a heart, um, that that heart's been rotting away. Maybe it's shrunk three sizes since then because he's like the reverse Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're a snivelly Moscow troll. Let's see. I thought this is a free country, according to Bring It Boy. I chose to work 40 hours and not make enough for my family. Why does the government get into my business if I choose to say who I lose my freedom? I, I don't. Can you please explain to me why you spell Joe backwards? Like, like I've seen you do that several times. And why is it Eaj? <laughs> it's all a pipe dream. None of all those proposals. Joe Biden can happen in four years. Only President Trump. Can... <laughs> President, if President Trump wanted to make it happen, he could have made it happen. I'm sure the Democrats would have happily went along with President Trump if President Trump had said, let's guarantee, uh, let's, let's guarantee pre-K-3, pre-K-4, and two years of community college. I guarantee you that the Democrats would have went along with that. And if they didn't, I would have been critical of them. But they would have. Why? Because the Democrats don't have the spine that the Republicans do. The Republicans are willing to say, I'll do, I'll, I will support something during a Republican presidency that I will not support during a Democratic presidency. We literally had Republicans when Merrick Garland was appointed to the, was trying to be appointed to the Supreme Court at the end of Obama's term. You literally had Republicans say, let Donald Trump appoint Merrick Garland and we will appoint him. Like they would have, they would, which says they didn't oppose him on any grounds of, you know, was he qualified? No, they just opposed him on, Obama picked him, so we're not going to do it because Obama picked him. And that's some of the most childish crap ever. Childish crap other. He's the only president had done in four years, and Obama did a what? I don't understand what that means, bringing a boy. Um, anyway, Joe Biden talked about re- prescription drugs being too expensive. He gave Trump credit in saying that Donald Trump wanted to do this sort of thing. Of course, he really We've talked. I've talked about this either on the podcast or the minicast. Um, the, the changes in drug prices that he wanted to push on these uh, clinics um, basically would only have affected like three tenths of one percent of the American people. That's assuming that the people who take the insulin pens and the people who need the EpiPens are completely different. There's no intersection between the two. Who tried to sneak Garland? Who tried to sneak Garland? And no, Obama tried to do some appointments, recess appointments earlier on in his pregnancy. Pregnancy, <laughs> presidency. Um, 
And the Supreme Court said, no, you can't because the Senate determines when the Senate is in session. So there was no attempt by Obama to try and sneak Garland in when Congress was not in session because the Supreme Court already told him that he can't. Even though it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous that you could have one person in as a pro forma session and like just basically sit there and hammer the gavel and play with himself for, you know, hours or whatever. And that, oh, this proves that we're not in recess, even though 99 of us are home doing non-congressional work, but we, we're going to pretend that we're in working so presidents don't get their constitutional authority, constitutional approved authority to do things during a recess. Now, are recess appointments needed nowadays? I'd probably say that recess appointments are, are needed just as much as congressional districts are. There's no need to have congressional districts. We can elect slates of candidates. The amount of space that we can cross and communicate across today is much more vast than it was when this country was founded. Uh, the reason you had recess appointments is because people literally would go back to their districts and leaving the president all there by himself. And if something happened and you needed to appoint somebody, well, you can't just bring everybody back. It's going to take a minute to get everybody back into session. You can't just go, look, come on, we need you here back immediately. Nowadays, if you need Congress back, they could be back next day. So maybe recent appointments are not needed, but the idea that the Senate can sit there and just have one person be there and have that count as them being in session so they're not recessed is absurd. Um, but no, I don't, you, and you're free to provide me a link to tell me I'm wrong. And unlike conservatives, when proven wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong. Let's see. Uh, he wants to lower premiums, drug premiums and drug costs and deductibles on the ACA plans. Yes, that's needed. I have been on an ACA plan, and while helpful sometimes, you know, because I was actually on a plan and, and getting the, the in-network rates, the fact that I still had to pay ridiculous deductibles and ridiculous prices for medicine is, you know, absurd. So the, clearly that needs to be improved on if you're not going to give us Medicare for all. Um no increased taxes on people making less than $400,000 a year. Again, that's his proposal. Who knows what will be in the final bill? I'm sure in the final bill there will be some other number that's going to either be higher or lower, um, and we'll see what's get, what gets passed. But, again, if, if, if they have to negotiate, you know, and let's say 300000 people making 300000 wind up paying a tax, you know, that's just because Congress makes the law, not Biden. So I'm, I'm anticipating something happening like that. Who knows? If it gets passed at all, you never know if it gets passed at all. Maybe maybe it won't stick at four four hundred thousand because they'll have to pass it during using reconciliation. Re- reconciliation goes much more needs to be a pain in the ass every time it can. Um, he said white supremacy is terrorism. Yes, thank you. It's very important to say. Um, George Floyd and, and how the uh, racial injustice have had to, its knee on the bl- necks of black people. Very vivid imagery. Um, he spoke of trans rights, and there's too many anti-trans bills going through these state legislatures right now. All these Republicans are panicking over the fact that, um, you know, that, that they're losing power, that they're losing control, so they need to do all the things that they need to do, including uh, restricting voting again, um, including discrimination against trans folk. Um, he talked about VAWA, Violence Against Women Act, reauthorization of that. Uh, again, who, why would you not want to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act? Um, ghost guns, 
um, one of the loopholes uh, that exist in our gun laws, ghost guns. Um, they're untraceable. You can get them without a background check. Uh, it's ridiculous. There should be a paper trail for every gun that's owned, in my opinion, because and then that put the responsibility on the gun owner. Say, look, if, if this gun gets stolen, you can report it stolen, and there you go. But if you sell the gun to somebody, there should be a paper trail, even if it's a private sale. And there should also be registration and background checks when, if you do a private sale. Private check. It's another loophole in the gun control bills. And if it's, like he said, is a deer that you're hunting wearing a Kevlar vest? So clearly Biden doesn't want you to stop you from hunting, but he doesn't think you need uh, certain weapons to do so. Uh, but some things I didn't agree with uh, um, – you know, he, he said that, you know, the previous ban on assault rifles worked in reducing gun violence. But the GOP doesn't care. The Republican Party doesn't care if something works. They don't care about doing something because it's right and it actually can help people. Working is not something that's in the GOP vocabulary. Let's see. Going back to what is it? White supremacy is a cop out. It's not a cop out. It's real. It exists. Uh, bringing boys says has to be the issue first. What's what's the issue? I don't know. Uh, bringing boys says loopholes are no more. That's bogus because we have these ghost guns. We have private sales of guns that allow for people to b- obtain weapons without a background check. Hell, I'd even argue that if you you shouldn't be able to inherit a gun from you know, in, in a uh, succession, if you're succession, in succession, when you're, you know, somebody, one of your relatives dies, let's say he owns a gun and he leaves the gun to you, you should still have to pass a background check to own that gun. Um, and Joe Biden should know that the GOP doesn't want to solve problems. Joe Biden also made the comment about one nation. And I'm like, man, we're not one nation. The Republicans have proven that we're not one nation, including Mitch McConnell. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell didn't clap for a damn thing until the very end. Not one damn thing. Now, look, bringing a boy, since you're my resident conservative on the show and you like to join us with your, uh, um, you know, you, you like to point out, you know, I, I, I like to ask conservatives when, when, when other conservatives do things that are, that are wrong. So Mitch McConnell didn't clap for anything. There was a second during the debate, not the debate, during the, during the joint session that I believe that Mitch McConnell should be have his, have his pulse checked because he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there like a zombie. Like, did he have a heart attack? Who knows? Did he, did he have a stroke? I don't know. But he was doing nothing. There were Republicans who were clapping for things when – what was what was it that they talked about? I did I did want to bring up my uh, my tweets and retweets. Joe Biden was talking about uh, most cops are good and serve honorably. Lindsey Graham clapped at the comment that most cops are good and serve honorably. Moscow Mitch, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell did not clap at that. Even Lindsey Graham clapped at that 
Joe Biden talked about bringing troops home from Afghanistan. Ted Cruz clapped at that. Ted Cruz clapped at something that was said. Mitch McConnell clapped at nothing except for it being over. And this is the problem with Republicans. They are, they are contrary for the sake of being contrary. They have no idea what it means how to lead. All they know how to do is obstruct. Because obstruction gets, them, gets their base riled up, gets them, gets them donations. It says that they're fighting against the, the horrible libs. They're owning the libs. Well, they only go so far. You have to learn how to lead. You have to actually do something that benefits the people that you're serving. But they talked about they passed the, the Asian hate crimes bill that passed unanimous. Was it like 96 to one? Wasn't it Josh Hawley that voted against that? Josh Hawley voted against something terrible, or his vote was he voted something? It was terrible that he voted against it. I think it was the Asian hate crimes bill. Mitch McConnell didn't even clap for that being passed. He did shift in his seat when other people were clapping about it, which you know, proved that he was alive, but he didn't clap. There are Democrats who clapped at Trump things. There are. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that Mitch McConnell had to clap at everything. I'm not going to say that at all. I'm sure Mitch McConnell didn't want to clap at most things. But if you're going to supposedly support the police, how can you not clap the idea that most cops are good and serve honorably? Joe Biden is trying to bring, he's trying to be a uniter. Joe Biden is trying his hardest to get people to come together and work together to solve the problems of this country. But the Republicans refuse to do it. Republicans refuse to sit there and work with Biden to the benefit of our country. Mitch McConnell didn't clap at Buy American. Mitch McConnell didn't clap when uh, Biden said that people should be able to eat. Mitch McConnell didn't clap when he said that manufacturing should be done in this country, not in China. Mitch McConnell didn't clap at us being a leader in spreading the vaccine distribution distribution around the world. Lots of things that Republicans could have found something to clap on. And he didn't do it. And he couldn't do it, which just reveals again why the problems in this country, why there are 99 problems and Mitch is clearly one of them on his 99th day in office. I'm sorry, I just cannot bring myself to clap because I'm uh, on his back turtle and I can't do anything. If Mitch clapped, he would look as the hypocrite. No, here's the thing. If Mitch McConnell clapped at one thing, he's probably afraid that the people would look at him as being weak. But even Ted Cruz, who tweeted ridiculous crap during the, all during the, all during the, the uh, joint session as well, even Ted Cruz who tweeted out things like 
Let's see. Talking about border crossing issues. He's complaining about, you know, the war on guns, the war on, you know, police, blah, blah, blah. Talking about taxes. All the things that Ted Cruz found to criticize of Joe Biden, he still found one to clap at. And that's the thing, Bringing Boy, and, and you know this of me. You will know this of me. I personally do try and find middle ground with people. I try to find areas where we do agree and work from there. That's just the kind of person I am. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to – I don't want to be the person that stops people from working together. I want to find the places where we agree and work on those things. And we might fight against things other, on other issues. But I want to be the person who, if we can agree on something, that we can work on that despite our other differences. Bringing a boy, how can any one of them clap for the $400,000, pay their fair share of those effing hypocrites? Well, I mean, I'm sure more of them, most of them pay, get, earn more than 400000 if you count stock gains and everything like that. And let's see, bringing a boy, here, here's a question for you. If Somebody makes a million dollars in income as a wage-earning employee. Let's say they're, they're very good at their job and they make a million dollars. Let's say somebody makes a million dollars in stock market gains. They sell their stocks, they make a million dollars. Why should that be taxed differently? I don't understand the concept that why why if why it matters how you made the money if you made the money and it's going to get taxed it shouldn't be matter it shouldn't matter how you made the money like did you make it via prostitution did you make it via salary did you make it via tips you make it collecting $50 bribes from people you pulled over as a police officer but you, bringing a boy is obsessed with? Did you make it buying a bunch of uh, GameStop stock at $4 and selling it at 400 Is that what you did? Is that how you did it? Wish I would have done that. But if I made, if I would have bought a thousand shares of GameStop at four dollars, and then sold when it hit four hundred dollars. That would have been what four hundred uh, four thousand times a hundred would be four hundred thousand. I would have made four hundred thousand dollars. Is that right? So let's say I would have made, let's say I would have bought even more and bought a, bought a whole bunch of GameStop and so much to the moon. Let's say I would have made a million dollars on GameStop. Why should I then be taxed at a different rate than somebody who made a million dollars in salary? See, right there, Dan, why does it matter how you make your money agree with you? That's common ground. There you go. Bringing a boy agrees with me. So, so you agree then that, that, that if you make a million dollars in capital gains, you should be taxed the exact same as it should as you get taxed by the, I don't even capital gains are weird too. If I make money on stocks that I held for less than a year, it's taxed differently than if I make money on tax held more than a year. Again, dumb. 
doesn't make any sense. Profit is profit is profit. Should not be treated any differently. And that's one of the things that Joe Biden wants to do. He doesn't want people who make a million dollars on the stock market to get to pay lower taxes than people who make a million dollars. Hell, they, they, people are making a million dollars in the stock market are playing at a lower tax rate than people earning like $50,000, people in the middle class. Why should the middle class pay a higher tax rate on their earned income via a wage than Wall Street folks do on investment returns? Bizarre. It's absurd. And Joe Biden wants to fix that. So maybe then you could say that you agree with Joe Biden on that then, right? And if you agree with Joe Biden on that, if you were sitting in that chamber, maybe you might have clapped at that. You might have said, hey, I agree with you. Because it's the thing. Mitch McConnell clearly didn't want anybody to know that he agreed with Joe Biden on anything. But if I was in there, if, 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 if it doesn't matter to me that the person is from the party opposite of me. If you say something that's good, I'm going to applaud you. And if you say something that's bad, I'm not going to applaud you. If you say something I agree with, I'm going to applaud you. If you say something I don't agree with, I'm not going to applaud I want to show you that I will work with you on the things that we agree on. That's the type of person I am. That's the type of person I think every politician should be. But they're no longer like that. Joe Biden was talking about one time about how it used to be that there was a, a cafeteria in the Senate where senators could go to, and they would have their food, and they could have conversations amongst themselves. And then when Joe Biden became vice president, he went to go look for that cafeteria. It was no longer there. Why was it no longer there? Because that willingness to just sit down and have lunch with somebody from across the aisle was now seen as verboten. It was something that was, it's something that's not seen as being acceptable anymore. And maybe you bringing boy, you blame the Democrats on that. I don't see that. I see I've seen Democrats reach across the aisle many times. There are many compromises that were made by Nancy Pelosi and everybody during the Bush administration. There was tons of compromises that were made at that time. There were tons of compromises that the Democrats have made. Well, Democrats made some compromises during the Trump administration. Things got passed that I'm sure they didn't like getting passed, but they got passed. Now, for a, for a hot minute, Trump and the Republicans controlled all three branches of government because, you know, you had a conservative Supreme Court as well as conservatives controlling the House and Senate and the presidency of so all three branches. Now, unfortunately, maybe we're lucky that he didn't think to do the things that maybe we were worried that he might do, but he did still did a lot of things that we didn't like. And the things and the things that he that he did that Trump did in the first two years caused him to lose the House. And then over the next two years it caused him to lose the Senate. But maybe if they would just show that they could be willing to work together then they might stop the bleeding that is the Republican Party. But they're not. They don't want to work together. The, the only GOP wants to win these days simply 
hook and by crook. They want to steal it to take an old phrase or whatever. They want to stop as many people from, as they can from voting. And they want to water down the power of those who are voting from the other side of the aisle. Which brings us to what I likely will be talking about next week on the program, which is we now finally have the census results in. And we know who's gaining seats, who's losing seats. Unfortunately, in the places that are gaining seats, Texas is gaining two, Florida is gaining one. There's seven total seats being gained in other places. Some of them, you know, I mean, Ohio's losing a seat, and that's a Republican state. Um, but you have two in Texas, one in Florida. But, you, but even then, you are going to have a situation where all of the districts, you're not just gaining two districts. All of the districts can be redrawn. We've discussed gerrymandering on this program before. We've discussed how, like, I had the, the creators of the gerrymander, the map maker game. The map maker, map maker, make me a map. Uh, that theme song that they wrote for the for the for the game. This game, you know, tried to teaches you how to gerrymander basically, and I'm okay at it. It's it's not it's not the most complicated game in the world. There are much more complicated games that I like to play that I enjoy playing. Um, but the thing is, is that. You know, in, in that conversation, I think they're from Texas. I think they live in Austin. I want to say that even though Austin is a completely Democratic city, controlled by, like, I think the mayor is a Democrat, and I think all of the council people are Democrats. But here's the thing about Austin. I don't think there's a single congressional representative in Austin that, is a, or that represents Austin that is a Democrat. They chopped up Austin into seven pieces or whatever, and put a little bit of Austin into Republican districts. So each little piece. So instead of you having whatever the percentage of Austin is over the overall population of Texas, instead of having it so that they have that Austin has representation in, in the state or in the, in the U.S. Congress, Austin has no representation in the U.S. Congress because the people are coming from somewhere else. Because they were chopped, that their voting power was cracked. They cracked up the, 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 the populations and shoved them into other ones. That's the two things about gerrymandering. You, you, you either crack or you stack. You either crack up the voting power so that, you, so that it's diluted, or you throw so much of the voting power into one district that it's overkill. Like, make the district like 85% Democrat. So, so they can have one district that they control instead of having votes, voters being able to vote in several districts and being able to spread the, the say. That's why Ohio, for example, before they lose the seat, there's 16 Senate, the 16 House seats in Ohio. And with Ohio, you wind up having 12 of those seats are Republican, even though 75% of the state isn't Republican maybe like 60, 65. Obama won the state in 2012, a majority. Sherrod Brown won the state, I believe, in 2012. But guess what? The Republicans still won 12 out of 16 seats because of gerrymandering. 
And say, no, see, see, you're wrong, bringing a boy. That is not correct. You say seats gained in red states are because people have fled blue states policies to be free. That is false. California increased in population. There's only three states that decreased population. Now, now you might say, well, Elon Musk or whatever, he went from California to Texas, right? No. One person going moving doesn't change the realities. I think there's three states that lost population. I think Mississippi is one of them, and there are two other ones. Neither of them are like California or New York. Only reason New York is losing a congressional seat is because 86 people, 86 fewer people filled out forms than, than should have. If 86 more people would have filled out a form in New York, they wouldn't have lost the seat. 86 people out of 340, 50 million people in the country because 86 didn't fill the form out. Which, which if we know that there could, they could have filled the form out, I'm going to be talking about this more next week, but if we know that they could have filmed the form, filled the form out, then we know that they're there. And if we know that they're there, then why aren't we counting them? Well, I have my theories about that. And the reason I don't want to talk about this this week on the show is because I want to do a little more investigation on this topic. It might make a GOP coup video on this as well. Because we all know that Donald Trump didn't want to count certain people in the, elect- in, in the census. We all know that Donald Trump wanted to stop counting in the census. Where did he want to stop counting? Where, where were those decisions made? Did he make decisions to count less people than he could have in like California and count more people than, than on average in Texas? Maybe we might not know those answers. The raw numbers might come, not come out for weeks or months till now. And that, could, so that might be something that just has to sit in my head for a while. But Donald Trump politicized the census. The census clearly states that all persons be counted. Not just citizens, but persons. So everybody who's in those states should be counted. It's how I think Joe Barton, I think, from Texas. I want to say that's correct. That Joe Barton from Texas, his he had a his district was like forty percent non US citizens. So that, so when you you can shove in forty percent he only needed thirty one percent of his district to be Republican to win. Because forty percent were non-voters so 40 percent are non-voters he only needs to get a simple majority of the remaining 60 percent so he only needed 31 percent of 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 them to win it's ridiculous that's how gerrymandering works um it goes by districts and population what goes by districts and population i mean you have voting you have districts but they choose the districts the, you have a situation where the Republicans are in control of the legislature. They draw the maps, and then they, so they solidify their power by drawing the maps and drawing it so that Democrats don't have as good of a say as they should have in the state. That's why if you watch the GOP coup videos that I've already made, you'll see the discrepancies and what the GOP needs to get in order to keep a majority in the house versus the number of votes that the Democrats have to get in order to keep a majority in the house. It's ridiculous. California funneled, this is from the bringing boy, California funneled people from border and had added those people plus as a plus. That's the CCP. What? 
I don't even know what you're trying to say there. You're trying to say that the, the that that's like the rust is that Chinese Communist Party is ever trying to say that they funneled people from the border. I have no idea what you're trying to say there. But point is, is that they don't split it up by geography. They split it up by how many votes they can get. If 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 state is Texas is pretty. Let's say let's say Texas is sixty forty, Republican and Democrat. Then 40% of the congressional seats in Texas should be Democrat. Same thing should be true in every other state. If, if you have 50% of the state being Republican, 50% of the state being Democrat, then 50%. The House is supposed to be the people's house. The House of Representatives of Congress is supposed to be representative of the people, but the Republicans are making representative of the parties. Before the the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court stepped in. You had 18 congressional seats in Pennsylvania. Only five went to Democrats and 13 went to Republicans, even though Obama won that seat in 2012. The last time the election was, again, if you watch the GOP coup series that I made, it, it was the last, because of the split that took place, now it's 9-9. In 2018, the House, the, the, the House votes went 9-9. It should have been 10-8, but it's 9-9. So that's the problem. Now, there are solutions to how to make gerrymandering. I've proposed that we just vote slates of candidates and eliminate congressional districts altogether. Just vote slates of candidates in. So if the, if the Democrats get, you know, if the Democrats run a slate of candidates and they get 40% of the vote, they get 40% of the seats. So let's, say, let's say the Democrats get 39% of the vote, 39 uh, percent of the votes and somebody else gets one percent of the votes and that other party like a tea party slate or a green party slate or whatever slate you want to do a, a donald trump party slate whatever you want to do you know and if that slate wins enough candidates to get send one person to congress then that slate gets to send one person to congress it shouldn't matter where in the state those people are you shouldn't need to do that but if you're in the absence of that there needs to be a situation where it's like the, the pick one, the draw choose method, where let's say you have the Republicans and Democrats sitting on a table. The Republicans go, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna draw straws. Okay, the Republicans draw the districts first. So the Republicans then draw out all the districts on the state on the on the map, and then the Democrats pick one. Say this is the district of all the districts that you drew. We want this one. So fine, the Democrats color in that as blue. And then you erase all the other lines. And then the Democrats draw the remaining. So let's say there were eight seats available. So the Democrats take one seat of those eight. Now there's seven. So now the Democrats draw seven districts. And the Republicans get to pick one. Republicans color in that one. Erase the rest of the lines. The Republicans now get to draw. And you just go back and forth. That way you end up having districts that are fairly drawn. Because the Republicans and the Democrats, when they're drawing, are never going to want to draw a district that's going to hurt them, and they're not going to give they're not going to want to give too many advantages to the Democrats, or maybe they might want to give a little bit of an advantage to the Democrats, but the Democrats might not fall for it, or maybe the the, the Republicans try and draw a, a super Democrat district, and the Democrats are like, no. We're going to pick this district. We're going to pick this heavily Republican district, and we're going to chop y'alls up to make sure that those that those seats aren't stacked as they once were. 
that California used, I'm going to paraphrase because you should be saying undocumented individuals because um, no individual is illegal. There are people who cross this border and to claim asylum. That doesn't make them illegal. That, that's legally what they have to do. But here's the deal. doesn't matter how they cross the border. The Constitution requires they be counted. And Trump was like, I don't want to count. I don't want to count them. I don't think we should count. But that means you don't support the Constitution. The Constitution wants every person counted. Everyone. It doesn't matter if they're citizens. Every person. If the founders of this country wanted this census to only be accounted to the citizens of this country, then they would have worded it as such. Because there are other places in the Constitution that clearly specify when somebody has to be a citizen for something to count. This is not one of those. So regardless of how they got into the country, they're here. Now, most undocumented folks who are they're here in violation of our border policies, they're not going to want to get counted. They're not going to expose themselves like that. They're going to keep hiding. Now, maybe the dreamers might want to be counted because they believe themselves to be Americans and everything but paperwork. That's fine. And I, I, I spent more time talking about this than I really want to. Honestly, because I want to talk about the census stuff more next week. But kind of situation with politicizing the situation where, uh, and I really want to look at it. if it's possible. If it's possible for you to get all the information on this issue, I'll find other issues to talk about next week. Or maybe we'll just make it a series and we'll talk about it a little bit each week as I come across the the, the information. But what we do know is that. We're now going to we're now to the point where we're redrawing congressional districts. We, we're, we're giving three seats to big Republican states who are probably going to redraw maps in such a way to that make have a net gain of even more than three. And that's the thing. Yeah, they're gaining two seats. Texas is getting two seats, but how many seats will they gain when they redraw? Florida is gaining one seat, but how many seats will Florida gain when they redraw? At what point do we say enough is enough? You are make, you are completely drawing these districts in a partisan way, and we need a better way to do it. So, again, it might be another issue for a GOP coup video. There might be two. I have two GOP coup videos running around in my head, and if you want to uh, follow me on you, subscribe to my channel on YouTube. You will find whenever I post a new one. Also, when you uh, if you, if you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Liberal Dan on Facebook, you will be able to see uh, when I post those videos there as well. Um, yeah, have, have your wife email me, liberaldanradio at gmail.com. If it turns out that the census is going to be the topic, I will be glad to have her on the show to discuss that. But until next week, um, again... Lots of different ways you can support the show. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go to my Patreon. Support the Patreon there. Um, buy me a cider. Click the Buy Me a Cider button on LiberalDan.com. But until next week at the normal time, 8 p.m. Central, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.